This is your host, Michelle, and you're listening to Old TV with a New Twist. Let's see what classic television show we're watching and talking about this week. And welcome, everyone, to Old TV with a New Twist. So away we go. We're going to talk about New Heart, Season 1, Episode 1, which aired in 1982, called In the Beginning. And I am so excited. My co-host, Eden. Hello. Welcome to the studio, a.k.a. the Kitchen Island. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So happy to have you. And we just listened to... And so did our audience, the opening theme of New Heart. What are your thoughts on that, Eden? Okay, I have notes about the theme song. I, for anybody listening, I have never seen New Heart. I don't really think I've ever seen an episode unless it was on in the background. Um, and I like the theme song. When I heard it, I knew it. I said, okay, I've heard that before. That sounds familiar. It's iconic, I would right. say. It is iconic. Yeah, it makes me think of like those games that they play where they play the theme song and you guess the show. I don't know if I would have guessed New Heart, but I've definitely heard that. Um, I like the theme song. I find it very soothing. I do, too. It's a relaxing, soothing theme song. Yeah, it really was sweet. It was composed by Henry Mancini. Have you heard that name? I have not. Okay. He's not, he's <laughs> hey, not for all of the older listeners, we've heard Henry Mancini. Um, just this is, his, this is his kind of music. So, um, yeah. I was wondering. I, I want to say this show came on the air Eight years before you were even born, Eden. Yes, I looked it up. 82. 82. I, I was getting very 70s vibes from it, from the show. But when I looked it hmm. up, I Interesting. Saw that it was the 80s, but it was early 80s. Interesting. 82, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's deep dive right into this episode. As I said, it's the premiere episode, which is going to set up this entire series, which, by the way, is going to go for eight seasons from 82 to 90. And um, the opening segment, the song and the people riding in the car and they pull up to what is the Stratford Inn in Vermont mm -hmm. built in 1775. So 1774. Oh, oh you're right. Built in 1774. Yes. That's yes. right. Oh, We're she was paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I just did that to see if you were paying attention. Right. You pass. Okay. That's she right. passed everybody. She really did watch it. I did. I did. And I wrote notes. For all of you at home that can't see, I have notes. She hasn't. Listen, that's Eden's notes. notes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the opening. It, it gave me a very homey feeling. Uh, it was a very sweet little town. I knew I was in safe hands. I knew it was going to be a sweet little show. You were in good hands. Did not right. disappoint. We meet Dick and Joanna Loudon, who are moving from Manhattan to own and operate this little inn in nowhere, Vermont. Do you know over the whole 
course of the show, they never mention what town this inn is in, really? in Vermont. You don't know what town it's in. It's hmm. just anywhere Vermont. Um, and you get the sense kind of that um, she kind of didn't want to move there. Did you well, get that sense? Yes. that Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm confused by that. Uh, in my notes, I have, why are they moving from Manhattan? Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. just like a wild hair that he got? He just found this place and he was like, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to move to Vermont. Right. Because it sounds like she's pretty successful in Manhattan. He is a writer, so he can kind of write from anywhere. Right. But all of a sudden, they're just going to go buy this inn. Yeah. Well, what he said was, well, he loves history. He's right. a history buff right. and it's he historical. And he said that, you know, I mean, they lead us to believe they got some money because he said he can support them on their writing. Right. On his writing. On his writing. Which, by the way, you know, he, man, he, his... How to build your own patio cover. <laughs> is it, I just... He's not going to be knocking James Patterson off of any New York Times bestseller no. list, I don't think. But uh, okay, he if he can support him writing that, then okay. Good, I'm, good I'm for him. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So they are, they decide to buy the inn. Correct. Of course. For whatever reasons. Or because we wouldn't have a show. Wouldn't have a show. That would be a very short episode. Right. So let's talk about the, the three main characters we're going to meet. First off, we meet George Utley, okay. the caretaker. I don't know how far you want me to go into George, but I think George has he's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> Why? George is breaking the place. George is doing no good. He's the worst caretaker. He, George, I love a sweet character. I think George is very sweet. I think he means well, but George is simply destroying everything. Mm-hmm. He, they have no money coming in and they are just, they just have money going out right now. Thanks to George. Yeah. Okay. I like, but the thing is he's so knowledgeable. Let's go over one of George's first exchanges. <laughs> Dick says, what are you working on? And he says, you know, that little doohickey inside the furnace by the door under the screen. Well, I'm working on the thing next to that. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> but he's so sweet, and you want to can him already? Well, that's what I have in my notes. Eat him. No, I raised you better than George this. George has got to go, and that's the thing. Maybe give him a chance. Maybe let's do like the opening month. We'll keep George. But George, we got to find somebody who can do a better job. Now, understandably, it is a TV show, and George was one of my favorite characters. Okay, George was George, endearing. George is endearing. He's definitely one of my favorite characters. I think so far he is my favorite character. In the first episode. Okay. He's funny. He Most of my He's laugh funny. out loud moments came from George. George? Yeah. Really? Okay, He's not silly, me. We're going to talk about laugh out loud yeah. moments. I can't wait to hear. Okay. Um, okay, and then the next regular character who comes sliding in the door is Kirk Douglas. whatever his name. <laughs> Douglas, perhaps. If you Maybe will. Kirk Douglas. We don't know. What did you think of Kirk? I have the same notes. He's got to go. No. <laughs> Eden, who are you going to have not, on this show? It's not looking promising for the, a, a show needs co-stars, Eden. Oh, gosh. He, I think I think they did a very great job with Kirk. We'll call him for now. Kirk. I think that's he, all he is. I think he is opening a lot of doors for a lot of storylines mm-hmm. on the show. Because mm-hmm. when you have somebody who will just say anything and it doesn't even have to make sense, <laughs> I think they're opening the door for a very successful um show and lots yeah. of storylines. Well, he's gonna, he's, he lives next door. He's he the owner like, of the Minuteman Cafe next door and he is an habitual liar. Yes. <laughs> he seems like somewhat of a ladies man. Well, he thinks he is. So far. Yeah. He thinks so he is. Far. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad looking guy. 
No, not at all. But the, the lying, the is, lying made I got to tell you, his, you all remember my wonderful co-host from last week, my husband, Ted, he watched this episode with me. And those first scenes with Kirk, when he said, you know, I need to tell you I'm a liar. And he says, but I'm in, I know about it and I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. And he goes, oh, good. Well, actually that's, that's a lie. A lie. <laughs> Dad laughed out loud. He, <laughs> he, he literally like giggled and laughed at yeah. that point. It was a funny exchange. Yeah. Funny, funny exchange. So, um, so, all right. So he's got to go to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eden's just killing everybody one, off the one show. By one. one by one. Um, okay. So the next, so are we going to talk about the two main characters? Um, oh, Dick and Joanna. Yes. You have more to say about them? Well, I do. Oh, well go ahead. Please. Well, you can't get rid of them though. They're I'm the main kidding. characters. We will not have a show without no, them. No, they can stay. They can stay. Joanna okay. is 10 out of 10. Love her. Okay. She is a real peach. I think she is a very great wife. I think she's just here for the <laughs> ride and doing a lot of the hard work, it seems. Um, and I really like her. I really enjoy her. Um, I'm confused about Dick, as we're calling him. Okay. His, his name is Bob. No, his name's Dick. Robert? No, his name's Dick. That's not anyone's name. Well, Richard, I think, is the name for Dick. Not <laughs> Isn't Robert? It? No, it's Richard. Oh. Oh, so his name is Richard. Bob, you might be Bob his Newhart. His name is Richard Loudon. Bob Newhart is the guy's name. Correct. And the okay, show the is actor. called Newhart. But the show's called Newhart. But the the character is Dick Loudon. Now, I guess it's Richard, but they always just call him Dick. So his <laughs> no. name is Dick Loudon. Dick and Joanna and Loudon. why is the show called Newhart? Because it's Bob Newhart is the star of the show. Just like they called it Seinfeld, but his name, whose name was Jerry Seinfeld? His name was Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> most oh, certainly. Never mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's where the confusion came from. I, I wholeheartedly thought this character's name was going to be Bob Newhart, and then they started calling him Dick, and then they started calling him Mr. Loudon, and I was like, who is Newhart? His name. <laughs> I know the actor's name is Bob Newhart, but I just couldn't fathom naming the show after him. Yeah. To which Gino told me Dick Van Dyke's name on the show was not Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van it was Dyke. Rob Petrie. Mary Tyler Moore. Not His name was name Mary the Richards. There you go. Okay. Okay. Gino cleared it up for me last night, but I was, okay. I was very confused that there was no Bob Newhart in the program. Thank you, Gino. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Oh, and there seems to be an age gap between Dick and Joanna. Oh, you think? He looks old. And she does Do not. you know, I always look it up on IMDb whenever Dad and I are watching TV because I'm like, they look so old. Let me see how old they were here. And he's actually always like younger. seven years younger than I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so old. They're probably my age. I don't know the age difference between them two. I'm going to have to find out. Yeah, he looks a little bit older. And he just wears like slacks and loafers to clean out the basement. So that was a bit confusing. Did you notice that too? The polyester pants and the Very while they're cleaning up. Very what is the point? Yes. Yeah, Joanna was in, you know, just like some jeans and a, an yeah. old t-shirt. And he was Scrubbing in the floor. Right. His nice clothes. Right. Yeah. Confused. Um. Okay, so the next character, and this was one of my favorite exchanges of the whole show, was when they are going to hire a maid, mm -hmm. Leslie Vanderkellen. Sweet. Yes, who grew up rich and pampered, and she wants to be a maid because she wants to know what it feels like to be average. average. No, okay. you don't, Leslie. No. <laughs> That's wrong. Eden, tell her what it's like, babe. It's I horrible. I watched that. I was actually offended. I was, you were offended? I was ticked. I think Leslie needs to go. <laughs> And Let's anyone, see, who do we have left on this cast? I'm assuming everyone listening knows me. Mm. And I like to be handed the things in life. And here Leslie has them and don't want here them. Leslie wants to what earn them. What kind of freak is she? Leslie, you don't want to earn them. You don't know nothing. 
Get out of here. <laughs> you ruined the show. Okay. <laughs> no, I do like Leslie. She's very sweet, and I think she's going to be okay. I think she's going to be good. Okay. She's but just a confused. She's let me, just confused. Let me recount this scene because I, I really think this was so funny. I almost said Bob. You got me well, thinking of Bob. Dick. They shouldn't have done it. Dick is interviewing her for a um, maid's job. So she's sitting at his desk and she said, well, as far as my qualifications, I have a degree in European history and I'm currently studying at Dartmouth pursuing a degree in Renaissance theology. In my free time, I'm practicing to become a member of the Olympic ski team. And Dick deadpans and says, well, that's basically what we're looking for. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. Very funny. None of those things have to do with being a maid. No. <laughs> Yet she's the most qualified person they had. So well, she's, she's the only person they had is George. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we know, that's the only person they interviewed. So they it, must it have. Seems. They must have really liked her. Wherever this uh, town is, it's yeah not uh, not populated by maids. Dick said, "I can't see any reason not to hire you. I can't see any reason not to vote for you." Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so um, so all right, she's not staying either. So let's forget about her. Yeah, actually, and you'll be happy to know this. Leslie does not stay on the show. Really? Leslie, How long is she there for? here's the thing. Most people who have watched this show in the later seasons know the housekeeper is Stephanie Vanderkellen, as oh. played by Julia Duffy and not this girl. Stephanie Vanderkellen is Leslie's cousin. Oh, okay. And she comes to visit. And then the girl, I think, playing Leslie decides to leave the show. And Stephanie Vanderkellen takes over. And I think Leslie's only in season one. Okay. So there you go. Eden, okay. She's going. Well, I can tell you why she decides to leave. Because at one point in the show, she is on all fours scrubbing <laughs> the floor. That why? don't go with Eden. Why? Why? <laughs> why? They didn't have mops. No hey. mops. No, no, nothing. Like, I remember having mops in the things, 80s, but I didn't live in Vermont. Well, I don't, they might be. That's the thing. I was like, well, maybe this was the 70s. Maybe that was before mops. I don't, before they put it on a stick and you could stand <laughs> up and clean the floor. No, I think... Yeah. They had mops in the 80s, most definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So left. those are the, the main characters here. We've got Dick and Joanna, George, Kirk, and Leslie. And yes. you're keeping two out of the five, Eden. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And then we have just a little, the first guests that come to check in, the Pomerances, mm -hmm. who were inconsequential. Don't know where they came from. Don't know what they're doing. But once again, Gave us some of the biggest laughs because the thing what is, yeah, I thought, well, they didn't, but the scene with them, because Correct. the thing when they bought the end, the guy says it's basically the same as it was in 1775, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So when they ask how much a room is and he says, oh, let me look it up in the ledger. And he pulls out this ledger that looks like it's from 1775 and it's a farthing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and, and you got to admit Bob Newhart's, Delivery, delivery with all is this great. is perfect. He does that serious face, yeah, humor really well. Yeah, yeah. That he he made me laugh a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then um, when they when they go to sign the register and he says, "Just give me your hand, John, John Hancock, Hancock, right here, right Where? here under John Hancock." Under John <laughs> he was their last guest. Like John Hancock was the last. <laughs> he guest. was their last guest. So it's. Yeah, and knowing me, I'm an American history buff. I'm a history buff. I love all that history stuff. It's a historical place. Um, so what else do you do? You, we've covered the characters and all this. What do you want to say about the story? Because 
So at this point, they're saying $20 a night. Yeah. I calculated it. Bed and breakfast. According to the inflation calculator. Oh, well, because I am you Ted are Buck's Ted Buck's daughter. daughter. I am Ted Buck's daughter. And? Punch it in. That would be $53.62 a night. That's still cheap in this, that's in this day? Very cheap, yes. That's in, that, well, that's in 2019. The inflation calculator does not have 2020 yet. Okay. So 2019, it would have been $53 to stay wow. at the Stratford Inn, which is still very cheap, which is why it's not surprising to me later in the show when we find out what we find out. Which is, oh. <laughs> As to why it's so cheap. Um <laughs> Go on. Also, they put two thousand dollars down in twenty nineteen time. That's five thousand dollars. Okay, so not a bad Still price. Still not to a put lot to buy a historical buy an bed and breakfast. I, I mean, would agree. I think the numbers are very low here. But that was just an observation. Somebody that's wasn't here some some story reporter editor wasn't doing their. Yeah, it's not right because right. I thought that was low all around. Yeah. But, Okay. But it also, you know, they were sleeping in a room without a window. <laughs> in a freezing rain. So maybe. Maybe yeah. the prices were spot on. And without a heater. And without a heater. The radiator did not work. No, there was no radiator. There was no radiator. His wife was given off steam. His wife yes. was a little steamed. Yes. <laughs> okay, so after they get their first guest, the Pomerances, whose stay was obviously miserable, but we don't see them again. So That's um, true. We don't. No. Um, yeah, they're going to have a big group booked in the DWI, the daughters of the war for independence. And, uh, they want to come stay at the Stratford and Dick is not sure he wants such a large group, but Joanna says, well, they want you to give a speech on the history of the inn. Now, here's where Dick and I are alike. We know. We never say no to giving a speech. Right. <laughs> we never say no to talking, to talking. about history. So he's going to give the speech about this. Because this group, the Daughters of the War for Independence, their great-great-grandmothers all stayed at the inn in the winter of 1775. And they want him to tell them more about that time so they know more about their great-great-grandmothers stay at the inn. So what do we find out about their great-great-grandmothers stay at the inn, Eden? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question first. 1775, okay. was there a war happening? The winter of 1775, the the War of American Independence, the American Revolution. Okay, I've never heard of that one, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no. That's before the Civil War? Who was your history teacher at, at St. Mark? I just don't know. Let's call him don't out. Know. Right here and now, we're going to call you out. Who I don't was know it? if we even had history. I, I'm very bad at history. That was before the Civil War? Yes. Okay. Really? Yes, the American Revolution is what established this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we find out <laughs> we find out that during the winter of 1775, their great great grandmothers were essentially prostitutes. <laughs> it seems. Dick finds this out and doesn't know as, how to as do. Dick calls it a cat house, <laughs> yeah. which I have never heard. I, I I'm not sure I know exact. I guess cat house. I guess they couldn't say whorehouse. Right. Couldn't say whorehouse. Couldn't say. Could they say brothel? Probably brothel, yeah. I think, was acceptable. I was expecting brothel. Brothel. Cat, Cat house, house is was, what I got. Yeah. <laughs> Take what you uh -huh. got. Right. So mm -hmm. their grandmothers, their great-great-grandmothers were prostitutes. Mm-hmm. But he's got to give a speech. How does he break this to these old ladies? Oh, I don't know. Who are so proud know. of their great-great-grandmothers. I don't know how he's going to tell them. Well, he tries not to. Right. He, he, try, he, he tries to dance over. around it. He and says, I have a quote. Okay. My favorite quote. Yeah, okay. He's, he's dancing around it. He's saying, okay. And then we get to 
18, whatever. He says, <laughs> yeah, the house was built in 1774 and somebody sold it. And then I went to the 1800s. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he skips over it. To which the lead daughter of independence or whatever that old lady. is. Yeah. Lead old lady. Main old lady. <laughs> who's probably 45. Because everyone dressed so old back then. Oh, no. She looks about 80. <laughs> yeah. They, She's probably younger than me. They That's really a shame. do. Um, she said, you completely skipped over. 1775, mm-hmm. the winter of 1775. And I quote, we'd like to hear more about that year. The rest of the stuff you can flush. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, attitude. Okay, attitude. <laughs> the rest of the stuff you can flush. Basically, she told him, your speech sucks. We just want to know about this one summer. We're not really here for any history. We just want to know about this. Yeah. This, I mean, this winter, not summer. We need this winter. That's yeah, it. The rest of the stuff of- you can flush. Yeah. I mean- I, that's all I wrote. Okay, attitude. Yeah. Get yeah. Out of here with that. And then she got threatening with him because he said, well, sometimes you, you know something you don't want to know. And she says, what do you know, Loudon? What do you know, Loudon? Yeah. I was yeah. like, Whoa. I, I found it aggressive. I was like, it was almost like she already I knew. was like, was she, did she have like a wrench in her hand that she was yeah. like. <laughs> so, yeah. This you is know, the, the you daughters know, of independence or whatever the name is. They're a gang. They, yeah. They I essentially were, motorcycles were a from. tough, tough crew. They One were a tough crew. pantyhose, thigh tattoos. <laughs> They were a tough crowd. It doesn't look it. Skull and crossbones on those, on those, uh, but a threatening bunch they were. Threatening. She mm-hmm. was very threatening. Mm-hmm. But so he, then he continues and he, he kind of spins it and they wind up okay with it. All I have is the ladies end up being stoked. Yeah. They were stoked. So he spins it and he says, you know, he does it in a roundabout way. He says, war. This was one of my favorite quotes. It reminds me of dad quotes. Okay. Oh, my god. So goodness. for anybody listening, my dad has, like, some of the best quotes ever. He just – he puts things into, like, very strange perspectives. And this quote reminded me of something he would say. So Dick says, war can be not good, as we know. <laughs> sounds like that. Very simple. That sounds very, like that. War yeah. can be not good. Mm-hmm. And he, he spins it to where, you know, their great-great-grandmothers were doing a service. The men returned to war with a with a renewed sense of fight, a renewed sense yeah. of purpose. And it, you know, the few hours that they spent at the end <laughs> helped the war. Pretty good. Yeah. He said, you don't know. We may not be here. Mm-hmm. Vermont mm-hmm. may not be here. Vermont, there is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vermont. As we know it now, may not be here if it wasn't for your great great grandmothers. Oh, and sold those old bitties, man. Somehow he just pulled the wool over their eyes completely, and they're he fine called with their great great grandmothers prostitutes, <laughs> and, they're, and they're okay with it. They thank him, they spend money at his inn, and they are very excited. They're happy. So, so they won't kill him. No, they won't. They won't. They put the wrenches away. <laughs> smiles back on. I think tea was served. Yeah. Joanna comes in. In dainty little cups. Everyone's excited. Yeah, everything's fine. She's, she's amazed. Yeah, I was very confused as to how he spun this, but there you go. He is our lead character, so he did. and he's a strong. So he lead. gets to stay. Right? He's he a strong. He gets, he gets to, stay. to stay after his performance with the Daughters of Independence. He gets to stay. <laughs> he's earned it. Thank right. goodness. Meanwhile, oh. George is still upstairs breaking windows. Yeah, breaking stuff. everything. Like like uh, Joanna said, uh, you know, it's going to take us a while to you know fix this place up, and Dick said. We can fix it up a lot sooner if we can keep George from fixing it. From fixing or how do you something like yeah, that? Something. We can keep George from fixing things. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. So um, so that's basically the episode, the synopsis of the episode. Um, so let's just let's just do a couple of little segments here. I, I I had something 
signs of the times. And to me, the biggest sign of the eighties in this kind of was the fashion. I wanted to talk about the fashion, but you mentioned Bob's polyester pants. Absolutely. I, I caught a view of a leisure suit on him at one point. Definitely. When he's given the speech, he's wearing like this pointy, pointy button up top and then a pointy jacket. It was, oh yeah. That's why I got seventies vibes. Oh, okay. Very pointy um, collars. Okay. Pointy Oh yeah. Well, yeah. there was it, it, we were still spilling over from the For 70s. Sure. It was only 82. So yeah, there was some right. leisure suits, there was some polyester pants, so left in his closet. And Joanna with the sweaters. Sweaters, sweater vests, mm-hmm. sweater dress, sweaters. Blazer over a sweater. Bla- yeah, it was a, a sweater. George was in nothing but overalls in a cap the whole time. I was wondering if he changed his clothes at all. Mm-mm, I don't think so. No. He either has eight pairs of overalls yeah. or he just doesn't yeah. change. And Leslie very preppy. I don't know if you noticed that scene when she was Khaki shorts, a bright red shirt, mm-hmm. knee-high white socks, and topsiders. I don't know what a topsider is. Oh, okay. Shoe? <laughs> it's a brown kind of leather shoe. Mm. Um, I did notice she was very, very preppy. preppy. Yeah. Very, very preppy. But to dress like that to scrub the floor. Scrub the floor. It was just kind of, yeah. That the, was the day when people dressed up the, a whole the, lot more. <laughs> the fashion. I wondered, how does Joanna do her hair? That's what I wondered. Mm-hmm. Cur- cur- you didn't have curling arms? No, they, they were, I bet there was um, hot rollers. Hot rollers. Okay. I, I'm sure there was some hot rollers. She had a very bouncy. Hair and makeup. A bouncy curl. Yeah. Um, so, Eden, tell me, how do you think this compares to shows of your generation? What do you see as the biggest differences? Do you see any similarities? Do you see a difference in the kind of humor? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think... It's a very sweet show. It's very simple. Um, I liked that about it. I feel like it felt very, just very wholesome. They did make some like, you know, off-color jokes. I mean, the whole the whole joke of the show is that their great-great-grandmothers right. were prostitutes. Right. So they still did some, you know. Although they never said it. Racy jokes, right. They, they never, never said the word. No. They said cat house. <laughs> Which no one knows what that means. They know, so. Yeah. Um, no, so they still covered topics like that. I feel like the, you know, the neighbor, Kirk, was kind of hitting on Leslie. Right. Um, the housekeeper. But it never got to like a no. A skeevy place. No. Which I feel like a lot of shows these days go to. So I really, I really liked it because I think you can have a good laugh with it, but not be gross or right. weird. You don't have to go there to get the laughs. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt, because I never lived in that time, it felt very sweet. Like when the, the first guest called to get the weather report mm-hmm. and he opened the paper to look, to see what the weather was going to be. <laughs> A newspaper. He, he opened the newspaper to yeah. see what the weather was going to mm-hmm. be, which I just assumed in the 80s, you'd look outside. <laughs> I didn't really know anybody predicted the weather in the 80s. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Way back in the 80s. It takes time to predict the weather, and then it takes time to print it on a newspaper, and then it takes time to deliver the newspaper, and then it takes time to read the newspaper. I just thought <laughs> they just looked outside for a more immediate answer. Mm. But no, I definitely enjoyed it. I think okay, that it was a very sweet time, I think. Um, and so I was surprised that the comedy held up. Okay, Gina good. and I watched together. Mm-hmm. And we both laughed out loud. You did? Well, that points. leads me into the next thing. Humor meter. From 1 to 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give this episode as far as humor? Where do you put it? 
I have my number, but I'm gonna let you go first. I would, I think it's gonna be surprisingly high to you. Um, I would say about a seven and a half or an eight. Wow. See, gosh, you just like your dad. That's the same thing dad said. I give it a nine. And I thought it was really funny. I guess I went in with preconceived notions that like it just wasn't going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Just Oh, Dad said Eden's not going to find this funny at all. Right. Probably. Yeah. You're hard to please. I kind (laughs) of... You are. Truly. For anybody listening, I do not like... You're very hard I do not like sitcoms much. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a reality TV girl. I don't like sitcoms. I feel like the comedy is forced. I feel like everybody's trying really hard. I don't feel like they were trying really hard in this. I think it was genuinely funny. I think George is a great actor. So maybe you need to watch more old shows and come on podcasts and talk about it. Maybe so. (laughs) Sounds like I'm being roped in. <laughs> you all heard it. She agreed. You all heard it. So great. So I am so glad you enjoyed it. I did. And I enjoyed having you here. Now it made me want to watch more episodes. There you go. We are gonna be we are gonna be doing some more episodes of this show simply because there are many changes that happened throughout this show over the eight year run. That's what I'm very curious to see. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, even Kirk leaves, Leslie Leslie. leaves, he does. Spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert. And I will go to say that eight years later, their final episode, their finale episode, I won't give any spoilers away because most people probably know it, is ranked in one of the top five television shows of all time. No kidding. It has an incredible finale. Oh, I hope it's not sad. It's very, (laughs) very, it's incredible. It it ranks up there. But to to end this. I did read that Joanna gets a new face at the end, towards the end. She gets a lot of work done. Oh. And she gets. I never noticed that. When I I Googled what year it was made. Right. And the only thing I read before I did the podcast was that Joanna gets, she looks better in the end. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, she's a beautiful woman. She looks, she does look good at the end, but I never noticed more glam. That's what they say. Oh, well, everybody gets more glam. Okay. She is more glam. Okay. Yeah. She's very plain in this. Okay. But a couple of little trivia things I want to give you. Mom's Useless Trivia, which is going to be the final segment of every... Um, the opening sequence, we talked about how they're driving in the car mm-hmm. to the inn. Okay, that opening secret sequence was actually B-roll footage that was shot for the 1981 movie On Golden Pond. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see Henry Fonda and Katherine Hepburn in the car oh. <laughs> at one point where the car is turning the corner. Now... This prompted the residents of Vermont to complain a lot because because those scenes were actually filmed in New Hampshire and not Vermont. And they were like, that's not Vermont. You know how people go. (laughs) That's not Vermont. Yeah. They were very insulted. But the main thing is the town, although we said is not specified, the actual inn that they shot the um, exterior shots of the uh, Stratford Inn, it's called the Wayberry Inn. And it is in Middlebury, Vermont. And you can actually find it and see it on Google Maps. It's still there today. Um, they just went and changed the sign to say the Stratford Inn and filmed all the exteriors there. Is it still an inn? It's still an inn. It's the Wayberry Inn in okay. Middlebury, Vermont. And it's on Google Maps. I looked it up and you wow. could you could actually look at it. So there you go. We will be seeing you all next week or you'll be hearing us next mm-hmm. week. Eden, thank you so much. I hope you come back. I did. Did you enjoy this? I enjoyed it. I will be back. Great. I had a very good time. I liked watching the show. I liked talking about it. Great. And you all can give us feedback. There's a place to leave messages or you can comment on our Instagram or Facebook um, page. I also want to 
point out that Eden is not only going to be one of my favorite co-hosts, she is also the social media manager That's right. for this podcast. So a woman she, of many jobs. She's <laughs> couldn't do it without her. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Michelle, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast and join our Facebook group, Old TV with a New Twist Podcast Group. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Old TV with a New Twist.